Thank you so much for tuning into the Chronic Illness Support Podcast. Today, our guest is Laura, who will be talking about endometriosis as an advocate and someone who suffers with the disease. According to the Endometriosis Foundation of America, 200 million people worldwide suffer with endometriosis. Thank you so much for joining me today, Laura. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Thank you so much for having me, Samantha. I'm really excited to be here and share a little bit of my story um, with you today. So I just uh, really appreciate the opportunity to, to talk about endometriosis. And as you said, there are millions of women worldwide that suffer from this disease and it's it's chronic and often debilitating um, and often misunderstood and misdiagnosed and there and there is no cure for this disease. So it is something that I think is going to be really helpful to have more podcasts like this and more advocacy as we as we move forward and try to find better treatments and and even a cure for it. Um, so a little bit about myself by way of introduction. My name is Laura Paget, and I um, I live in Columbus, Ohio, where I have lived for most of my life here in Ohio. Um, I um, I worked in public policy here for most of my career, but I'm also a life coach and I love supporting people and helping people live their best life and, and pursue their dreams. Um, and I've also struggled with this crazy disease called endometriosis for close to 30 years of my life, which is crazy to think about how, um, now that I'm talking to you about it, how long this disease has been a part of myself. I, I suffered with painful periods and symptoms from the time I was probably 13 years old, um, really bad cramping and just a lot of pain that, you know, would radiate down my legs and different things that I thought was just really normal. And um, it wasn't until I was in my early 20s and I was I was diagnosed at age 23 because of a large cyst that was discovered on one of my ovaries. And um, it was during surgery for that that they discovered severe stage four endometriosis. And I was like, wow, this is, this is a real thing. This isn't just normal period pain. This is an actual disease that is, this is really, really bad for me. Um, yes. Yeah, so so that was kind of my early experience with it. It was it, you know, I had pain that I thought was just, you know, just normal woman pain and then and then 10 years later it was like bam, here's this horrible diagnosis and what do you do with it now? Um some of the the symptoms um with this disease, it's it's broader than just period pain or cramping. It it can affect the whole body really when it comes to headaches and breast pain, anxiety, fatigue, night sweats. I've had night sweats with this, like, I'm like, am I going through menopause? What is going on with me? Um, you know, cycle pain, ovulation pain, um, just a, a lot of pain in various things. Um, it has affected my um, digestive tract and my bowels. I had a lot of pain with bowel movements and diarrhea. Um, urinary symptoms, a whole, you know, just the list goes on and on with all of the things that, that yeah. this disease has, has, um, has affected for me. Yeah, I'm so sorry to hear about your experience. I know it's tough. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, how long did you suffer with symptoms before you were diagnosed? And do you want to talk a little bit about what endometriosis is? Yeah, so I it took about 10 years for me to get a diagnosis. Um, and part of that was that I wasn't really looking for a diagnosis because I thought that a lot of this was just kind of your normal, you know, normal thing that a woman goes through on a monthly basis. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and so endometriosis is, it's a disease where tissue that's similar to the endometrial lining inside of the uterus grows in various places outside of the uterus. So it's not actually uterine lining, it's just similar types of tissue and it can grow. I mean, I've um, I've heard stories of it on, on diaphragms and lungs and various other organs and outside of the pelvis itself. But for me, it affected um, it affected my uterus, my ovaries, my fallopian tubes, my bowels, my bladder, um, all of the muscles and all of the things in that whole pelvic area were just kind of a wreck for, for a really long time. And so that's that's kind of what, what it's been for me. What made you decide to become an advocate? So I think just just my experience in, in going through this disease, being diagnosed in my early 20s and just not really having a clue what I was dealing with and how to support myself and how to, um, how to work through all of the advice that I was getting from healthcare providers and family and friends and all of that and just feeling really lost. And, you know, now I'm, I'm 41, I'm a little bit removed from that and I've gone through a lot of different things and, um, I would just love to help support other women through this and help them find the support that they need early on in their disease to um, not have to go through some of the stuff that I went through um, in my journey, just to, you know, like if I can help somebody avoid some of the pain and trauma that I've suffered because of this disease, then, then I am, I'm all, um, all for that. Yeah. That's really awesome. Yeah. What treatments have you tried? Did they help you? And did you have any side effects? I feel like I went through the ringer with all of the various treatments and different things. Um, I went through, I've done six different surgeries. Um, my first two surgeries were more and more diagnostic and exploratory and not very helpful. Um, and then four surgeries later on that that I'll talk about a little bit later, but those were much, um, much more intense and helpful. Um, I spent a year in medically induced menopause at the age of 23 on Lupron, and I had a ton of side effects with that, just, you know, mental and physical and, um, and it was just, that was a really rough year. And there's a lot of, <laughs> I know there's a lot of debate around Lupron. I know some people find it helpful and others, a lot of others are, not really that um, that keen on it, but it wasn't it wasn't a fun time for me. Um, I also tried probably over a dozen different kinds of birth controls. When you're talking about pills, injects, injections, and uh, Nuvaring and different things. Um, some I could take continuously and avoid a period altogether, and I would do okay on those for for a few months and then i would notice my emotional health start to dwindle a little bit i i would stand you know be like a few months into my birth control pill regimen and i would be standing um at a street corner and i would be like you know if that bus hit me that wouldn't be so bad right now <laughs> and i would like wow. and i would like wait it'd be like a huge red flag for me that i'm like maybe something's off in what i'm doing here and so then i would get off of that pill and i would try and then it would be like let's try a different pill and then it would be this kind of continual cycle i would have a ton of other side effects with those two with nausea vomiting and breast pain i ended up with recurring yeast infections that would just not ever go away um, so that was, that was a really rough time, just all of those over the different years. Um, something that has been pretty helpful for me was pelvic floor physical therapy. Um, 
I didn't discover that until much later in my journey. And um, I would say a lot of those pelvic floor muscles just were a wreck after so much pain in in that region for so long and they needed a lot of help to just figure out how to relax and how to how to be a healthy muscular structure there so that that was really helpful um i've tried a lot of different diets and natural products some with some with more success than others i know there's different different opinions out there on those um something that i've how, uh, that I've also found really helpful is just getting into some, some counseling and therapy. Um, I do some yoga and mindfulness and meditation and that sort of thing. And those kinds of things have been, have been really helpful for me as well. Yeah, I'm glad you found some things that were helpful. And it's awful that we have to choose whether we want to experience the side effects from medications or just not try the medications at all. Yeah, I would agree. That's um, it's it's a really challenging. You know, you weigh the <laughs> you weigh the um, the bad with the good, or the yeah. are the symptoms and side effects worse than the actual disease. And so, a lot of times, I would just opt for the for the disease and managing my pain rather than deal with the with the side effects of of some of the hormonal treatments. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, what other information would you like to discuss about endometriosis? So it's just a lot. That's a that's a big broad question. I feel like there's a <laughs> there's a lot that can be discussed, and um, you know it's something that I've been dealing with for almost 30 years now. If I look back over my my history, so there's just yeah. so many things that um, that I could discuss. But um, one thing that I did want to mention here, because of the disease that I had, I know that hysterectomy is definitely not a cure for endometriosis, but because of the the disease that I had. Um, within and on my uterus. I had um, adenomyosis as well. Um, I ended up having a hysterectomy as well as a, um, both of my ovaries removed uh, because of recurring cysts and that sort of thing. Um, and uh, this was a super difficult decision. It didn't, it didn't actually treat my endometriosis, but it has improved my quality of life significantly. And it was just really a really challenging decision because of the infertility aspect of it that, um, that I'd never been able to get pregnant because of this disease. And that was something that um, from early on as a child, I, I never knew what I wanted to be when I grew up um, career-wise, but I knew that I always wanted to be a mom, and that was really devastating for me. Um, but we were able to, my my husband and I were adopted a little girl from, from the Congo about six years ago, and she has been an incredible addition to my family, and I'm so thankful for her. And um, so I just wanted to put, the, you know, a little bit of a blurb out there about, you know, some of the other, some of the infertility and other effects that, um, that this disease can have on, on people and our whole, our whole being as a, as a person, as a human. Um, it is, it is kind of a total body, total person disease, yeah, not just, just, yeah. Yeah. That's a difficult decision to have to make about having a hysterectomy. And I'm so glad that you and your husband were able to adopt. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. She's, she's a pretty incredible kid. We're pretty yeah. happy that she's in our family. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank um, you. Yeah, you're welcome. Do you have other illnesses that you would like to talk about? 
So as I mentioned with my uterus condition, I, I did have um, adenomyosis. Um, I did also have some pretty severe abdominal adhesions that caused a ton of pain and problems along with endometriosis. Those two kind of went hand in hand in, um, in a lot of the pain um, that I've had. I did have some bladder symptoms, and but I was never officially diagnosed with IC, but I was sort of treated for it for a little while, so I wasn't ever really sure if I had that one or not. Um, yeah. I do. <laughs> it is kind of like, yeah, you've got some symptoms, but try the medicine. If it helps, great. But, you know, right. so I'm like, I don't know if I had that or not, or if it was just, you know, other, other types of things affecting my bladder. Um, yes. I do have some irritable bowel syndrome, and I had a lot of ovarian cysts. I have a little bit of a hip problem and you know just various aches and pains but those have been the main things for me yeah how do you cope so I cope now I found I coped by found, finding good care and good support I was able to um, go to the Center for Endometriosis Care in Atlanta for two of my surgeries and then I found finally found an amazing local doctor here um, locally for me that would have been a huge challenge I probably bounced around to a different doctor every so often just because I felt like I couldn't find a good doctor that understood endometriosis here locally and I feel like I finally finally found um found one here so that that has been huge in helping me cope with the symptoms of the disease to find that type of medical support but also finding other types of support in um with endometriosis support groups online with uh, with facebook groups i have i have a kind of a team of support here locally that is um, a therapist and I have a therapy group and a church support and small group there, family and friends here locally. So it's, it's kind of like this whole team approach to a whole body, whole person thing. Um, I've also find a lot of help in coping through prayer and meditation. Um, I have this meditation that I use for pain and, um, it's, a lot about noticing the pain and acknowledging the pain and allowing it to be there. And it is amazing how, how often the pain will kind of dissipate and become less, um, less noticeable for me as my body and muscles relax to provide that relief. Um, I had kind of a revelation here the, over the last few months that, you know, it was just so, so many years that I spent hating pain, hating being in pain. And then noticing for me that hating my pain was actually hating a part of me, was hating myself in some ways. And so learning to accept that as part of me has actually provided a lot of relief for me, which it seems kind of weird yeah. that it's counterintuitive, like, yeah, I don't like it. But now I'm now that I've come to a place of kind of accepting it and and allowing it to be a part of me, um, it's kind of lost some of its hold over me, over my um, over my body and over my mind and emotions over those things. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a really great point to make. Thank you. It's been a long, it's been a long road, a lot of learning. Yeah. What is something you wish you would have known when you were diagnosed with endometriosis? That is a big question again. It's like, there's so much that I wish I would have known. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, I mean, I think it boils down to, for me, just knowing that nobody knows my body better than me and that I can trust myself and my own instincts. And I'm allowed to say no and have a voice in, in my treatment, in my, um, in the types of tests or the types of, um, things that, um, 
that I want to do or I don't want to do. If I'm not comfortable with it, or if I'm not okay with it, I'm allowed to say no. And um, if I had known that and I had felt confident in that early on in my treatment, I think I think things would have gone a little bit um, a little bit differently for me. Yeah, I think that's really helpful for people who are listening um, to grasp and apply that to their lives as well. Yeah. yeah. How does endometriosis affect your daily life? So currently it would be a lot differently than it was a few years ago. Um, you know, I had my had my hysterectomy and my oophorectomy about three years ago. And so before that time, I would just say there was throughout my 20s and 30s, just a ton of, of pain, daily pain almost. I think I had two to three good days a month. And if I, and if I got that, I felt like it was, it was pretty good. It was just um, cramping and um, a lot of severe pain and fatigue. I'd have mid-cycle pain with ovulation, just this constant nagging pain in the bottom of my pelvis. Like there was something, some kind of heavy, hot, mess just lurking in there for so long um yeah. it affected my bowel and bladder and so it was just everyday pain and it wasn't until I had I got through you know um some good some really good surgeries that dealt with endometriosis and dealt with the disease around my organs and um, got some relief through physical physical therapy and some of that muscle the muscle pain that was um that was there that um but now i would say that it's not it's not as as high on the <laughs> on the list of things that affects me on a day-to-day basis i still have some lingering pain and yeah. and things now but it's it's not it's not with me like it used to be that's great i'm glad you've been able to find some relief thank you you're welcome is there any other information you would like us to know about endometriosis so I would just say that um, that this is a total person condition. Um, I think we all have various aspects to who we are, whether biological, sociological, um, psychological, and spiritual aspects, and and it all kind of works together. And for me, I would say that endometriosis had impacted all of those areas of our lives, um, and I was only getting treatment for for the biological part of it. And even then that wasn't always that good. <laughs> so, yeah. so, um, so I would say that um, it needs a, it, it needs a whole person care approach where, where not just the physical symptoms that need to be addressed, but the emotional symptoms that can, that can come alongside of it as well. You know, you think about your, your social support and, and spirituality as well, that can all um, come together and help help support people through this this disease yeah that's really important a lot of people think that it just has to do with the pelvic region and that's not the case at all right right there's just so much i think about the emotional side of this condition that has that has probably impacted me just as much as the physical side when you think about um you know so it's I feel like I went through some, some, some trauma early on with some of the exams and tests and different things that, um, that I went through. And that's been, you know, a lot of 
personal therapy to, to work through some of that stuff, as well as the infertility and all of the pain that goes into, you know, painful intercourse and, and different things and how that affects your relationships. And um, even just having to say no to things like I can't go to that party because I'm in too much pain or things right. like that, where it's just, it affects so many aspects of your life that you don't really think about when it's just, when you're just looking at the, the physical side of it. Yeah. That's so true. What piece of advice do you want to give listeners? So I think I talked about it a little bit earlier, but um, I would just love to tell people that if you're struggling with this disease, you know your body better than anyone else. Trust yourself, trust your instincts, have confidence in yourself. Use your voice to speak up for, for what you're okay with and what you're not okay with. And it's okay to say no. Um, and I would also encourage um i would encourage people to find good care and support not just doctor care but also you know mental health support um support groups online um i found some some interesting facebook groups that have been really helpful to me along the way so those would be the um just a couple of of things that i would have for people today yeah that's really great advice how can someone show support for endometriosis so as, as you know, March is Endometriosis Awareness Month. So um, there are some support uh, marches and events and different things going on, some social media events happening this month. So one great way to do that would be to find one of those and, and sign up, um, buy a t-shirt, wear some yellow, show some support. Um, chances are people everybody I've talked to knows somebody who has this disease because it affects so many people and I would just encourage people to be open to conversation about it and really listen it can be a difficult one to talk about because of the of our body parts that it affects and and some of the um, some of the symptoms when you think about infertility and some of those things can just be really hard for people to talk to and having somebody with just a really open listening ear that can be that can just care and show support can be so meaningful and valuable i would um i would also encourage people um to try not to give advice or ask questions like have you tried this or have you tried that i know that people mean well and really want to help but having um having someone just listen can be um can be so much more valuable than than trying to solve problems. We need to support each other and encourage each other more than solve each other's problems. I, I really um, I believe that each one of us has has answers within ourselves for what we need, and and if we just have someone come alongside us and and walk with us, that 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 can be the most meaningful and valuable thing that we can do for each other. Yeah, definitely. That's all really important. So, how can listeners connect with you? So I would love to have the opportunity to, to connect with listeners today. If my story resonates with any of you and you want to reach out, um, please, please feel welcome to do so. As I mentioned in my introduction, I, I am a life coach, so I do have some some presence on the Internet. Um, if you search for LP Professional Coaching, you'll probably find me. I have a website, and um, I'm also on Facebook and Instagram. Life Coach LP is my Instagram, my Instagram name. Um, website www.lprofessionalcoaching.com. I think Samantha said she'll have those resources available for people as well. Please feel free to. Um, 
um, and welcomed to reach out and connect with me. I'd love to hear from you. That sounds great. I will include all of that in the show notes for listeners. Is there anything else you would like to add? I think that I think that about covers it for me today. Thank you so okay. much for the opportunity to share. Thank you so much for taking time to be a guest on the Chronic Illness Support Podcast and telling your story with endometriosis to help provide education and awareness. I enjoyed having you, Laura. Thank you so much, Samantha. It was wonderful to be here. Thank you. If you found listening to the Chronic Illness Support Podcast helpful in any way, please subscribe, rate, and review. Thank you so much for listening.